You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You know, I started to choke, and and then at some point, uh, I, I felt darkness coming, and I was sure I'm going to die. Um, I couldn't breathe, and it was really, really painful. The most painful th- thing I've ever felt, fighting for air. And so one thought that I had in my mind was, maybe it's time, maybe it's time to let go. Thanks for listening. This is U-Turns, the podcast where we talk about all those crazy directions that our life takes us in. And today we're going to be talking about the fearlessness that is necessary sometimes when you're taking those U-Turns because shift happens. I am Lisa Oz. And I'm Jill Herzig. We are here today with such an awesome guest, Tal Gore. He's joining us from Israel. He is the author of The Art of Fully Living. And he made a list of 100 goals to complete in 10 years. And when you hear what's on it, you won't believe it. But but let's just let's just jump into that with Tal. Can you just tell us how and why and what precipitated this hundred goal, ten years, conquer the world thing? Well, first, thanks thanks for inviting me uh, and thanks for doing what you're doing. It's great. So, what made me uh, tackle that list? Um, I was thirty years old. Um, I was in Australia at the time, and I had a conversation with two friends about what's next, what's next in life for all of us. And so the conversation went into a uh, conversation about bucket lists and life goals and, and those kind of stuff. Before that, I didn't really do a lot of New Year's resolutions or life goals. I wasn't really that type of guy. But uh, when, when the conversation came up, uh, one of my friends said that he doesn't believe in setting bucket lists because his dad died when he was 40 years old. Hmm. Uh, and when he said that, something kind of hit me uh, and I asked myself, how would I live if I only had 10 years to live? Again, at the time I was 30. And and then the answer was pretty pretty immediate. Like I wouldn't delay my dreams. I would, I would bring everything uh, sooner in that sense. 
So I went back home, made a list of 100 life goals, divided it into kind of 10 categories. And then I said, all right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to live like I only have 10 years to live. And, and some of those goals, I mean, what I loved is that they ranged so widely and weirdly. Like, you know, you wanted to run a triathlon. That that Some people will, would put that on, on their bucket list. I would never, but some people <laughs> would definitely do it. Um, but it was also things like you also wanted to party like a madman for 60 days straight. You wanted to, you know, become completely financially free. You wanted to do volunteer work. You wanted to travel. You wanted to explore meditation in a really deep and committed way. I mean, some of these goals actually sounded like they would they came from two different people or, or maybe five different people's bucket lists. <laughs> Is that just something about you that, that, that you would have such not similar kind of disparate goals? Maybe. Um, I, I just knew that I want to live fully. And for me, like fully living is not just, let's say, focus on, on career. It's, it's having a little bit more balance in all those areas of life. Um, and also, I didn't want to kind of blend it too much. So what I did, I kind of I said every year I'm going to I'm, I'm going to focus on a different area. So there was the year of socializing, then the year of fitness, then the year of freedom, the year of contribution and so forth. Uh, I was pretty flexible with the order, but I knew that every year I want to have a different focus. And as you move from one to the next, my guess is that you're stronger in lots of ways and that carries forward with you, right? So like you might get in triathlon, Ironman type condition, um, but it's not like you go to pot after after that year, right? You're still you're still keeping really fit, and you're like, is am I getting that right? Yeah, yeah. So a few a few habit stays. Uh, sometimes you have to shift in in, in certain ways, but uh, a lot of things kind of stick. I want to say something like here that like for example, the year of socializing and the year of fitness seems very far from each other. Like in one year, I party a lot and socialize a lot. And the other one, I'm, I'm like training a lot. But when you kind of look closely, you can see connection between every year. Um, and it, another example is the year of fitness and the year of financial freedom. Like it seems like unrelated, but throughout the year of fitness, I learned like really good habits. I learned how to sleep well. Uh, I learned about tracking, and and that kind of transferred into the the financial year, and it really really helped me. So instead of let's say wake up at five five a.m. five a.m. for a workout, I woke up at five a.m. and worked on my business for for the financial freedom. So you can translate let's say skills from one area to another. That's why I really believe in in this, this whole idea of immersion and and extracting more wisdom from one area versus like trying to change everything at once. Hmm. I have a just a, a little bit of a pushback here, and it's just cur- I'm just curious. Most people, when they are 30, um, are rather than embracing their life with the idea that it could all be over in 10 years, are laying the foundation for their future. So they're either in graduate school, or they're building a career, or they're sacrificing for their families, so that that there's a forward trajectory. Um, if you weren't writing books which obviously what you did lends itself perfectly to write a book. But what happens to, if you're doing a year of socializing and partying or a year of fitness, how, how, do, how does that help you now that you're 40? Because you haven't done all that, 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 that 
future planning and that sacrifice that the average 30 to 40-year-old was doing. And, and that society kind of tells you to do. Yeah. They're like, you know, build up your credentials, pay your dues, and then and then you'll be good. You'll be, you'll be set. Yeah. Well, to be honest, uh, the year of socializing really um, pushed, like, I advanced in my career so much during the year of socializing because I learned people skills very well, you know? So it was a surprise. I didn't really plan that. But because my English improved, at the time I was living in Australia, and also, again, my people skills improved, uh, a lot of other areas benefited from me. So it didn't actually hurt my career, it helped my career. Uh, So a lot of time we have those beliefs or assumptions that if we focus on one area, then other areas will suffer. But in my case, that wasn't the case. Actually, I feel that I gained so much for the future. Now I'm above 40, like I'm I'm not, you know, 10 years past. But I feel very ready for the future, like in so many levels, just because I invested in myself. And that is something that I really believe in. So so does that mean that you're going to, are you going to queue up another 100 goals for the next 10 years? (laughs) Or do you feel like this, that was for this decade between 30 and 40, and now, now you're reaping all the benefits that you gained from that crazy experiment? Well, I'm not going to set another 100 life goals. Um, <laughs> if, if there's one thing that I really learned from this journey is more of who I am in my essence. So I feel that now I can really focus more in, let's say, like, let's say one big project or a few big projects rather than like learn more about myself, uh, let's say. Um, I feel that also like, you know, I learned not to plan as much because we really don't know if we have, I don't know, six, we can like, you know, a lot of people plan for retirement, but we don't know if we're going to live until retirement. So it's nice to plan. I mean, I'm a good planner, but I'm not so attached to what's going to happen in 10 or 20 or 30 years. I think it's, it's kind of an illusion, really, to put all your focus on the future. What about relationships? Um, how, how do they play into this? Because it's it's great to know yourself, to understand yourself, and to devote all this time to yourself. But when other people are involved, once you have like a a wife or a husband or kids, all of that kind of goes to the back burner to a certain extent. Well, personally, I feel like you know, good relationships are are relationship where two happy people. So if you're a person like me, for example, who love growth, I'm a really kind of growth agent, let's say, or, or love setting goals, love like uh, kind of let's say adventures and big dreams and and those kind of things i think like uh it will actually benefit you to 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 be alive and happy and and doing what you feel that you're born to do uh the relationship will benefit from it that's how i see it i thought in the past oh yeah if i'm gonna you know just do what everyone else is is doing in terms of relation with let's say common advice my relationship will will win or will improve but that's that wasn't the case um yeah, so my beliefs have changed along the way. I feel also I'm more ready now to kind of, let's say, really good relationships. Uh, in the past, I, I, don't re- I didn't really know who I was. Like, so a lot of time, people, let's say, fell in love with an image of who they thought I am. And I also, like, presented uh, kind of a version of myself. And so I feel like, you know, this whole journey or, or kind of setting those goals really can teach you about yourself. That's probably the biggest benefit from all of this. And obviously the enjoyment and, and whatever uh, the outcomes come of it. But it's more of like, let's say, the inner stuff rather than the outer stuff. Are you in a relationship now? 
I'm dating. Uh, I mean, I can share. I can, I can share a story. I was married actually uh, throughout uh, those ten years. I, I fell in love, and and uh, there was a big, big story. Yeah, yeah. So again, I was. It was. It was painful at times, but but uh, I feel like again, like personal development. A lot of people talk about personal development. I feel the divorce was the biggest personal develop, development uh, course that I could ever do. Hmm. Uh, so there are benefits, like, you know, in, let's say, in crises uh, that you have, uh, there's always lessons, there's always gifts be- behind everything that, like, you know, uh, comes our way. That, that's how I see it. Divorce and, and breaking up is a U-turn we talk about a lot on this podcast. Yeah. You want to you wanna just tell us a little bit about why that expanded you so much? Yes, because, uh, you know, I had to exercise a lot of courage um, to to. Div- to divorce. Um, I mean, I wasn't really a quitter. I didn't want to admit that I failed. Right. So I had to redefine failure. That, and that took a lot of courage. Also, when I got a divorce, I wasn't sure where I'm heading. For the first time in my life, I, I didn't have a roadmap. Mm. So also, like when I got a divorce, I decided that I'm going to give up on my list. I said, like, all right, this is this didn't really help me. And, you know, I was I was in really, like, say, in a block, black hole. Yeah, but from that darkness, you know, came the light hmm. because I really had to confront and uh, beliefs that I have. I had to confront certain things. I had to exercise courage. So there's a lot of benefits that come out of that. Hmm. Did your list change because of that? Did you have new things on your list that you wanted to accomplish post-divorce than you had before the divorce? Not really, actually. The list actually what, was what saved me because I remember like, you know, when I got a divorce, I asked myself, all right, what's next? Where, where do I go from here? And uh, one thing I knew is that I, that I want to be less in my head and more in my body because just before the divorce, my mind was very active. I was thinking, all right, about the future and, and what should I do and a lot of that. And I just wanted to bring, again, bring myself back more, more into the body. And when I looked at, at my list, I remembered like, you know, my, my life goals list, uh, there was uh, learn dancing salsa. <laughs> and so dancing salsa was perfect because it's, it's a, you're in your body. It's also a very social thing. Uh, it's a fun thing. And really, it saved me. I, 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 I found myself again, let's say, or I, I got back to myself. It's and also so very sexy. It is very sexy, <laughs> I was going to say. That's a good way to get out of the divorce, go yeah. salsa. Yes, <laughs> yes. 30 days in salsa. I also went to Colombia, so it's kind of the land of salsa. Uh, I, I thought I'll stay there for a month, but I stayed for three months. And so then I also got into yoga. So a lot of things happened because of that move. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just need to, to say thank you to my list. Okay. Well, we're going to get back to that and figure out if we should both have a list, Lisa, <laughs> after the break. Thank you. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. 
Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Before the break, we were talking about salsa and how it could get us back on track. Um, Jill and I both need to sign up for salsa classes, don't you think? <laughs> we do. But I've also tr- been discussing pole dancing. <laughs> oh, gosh. About which I am an enormous skeptic. But <laughs> Do you ever do pole dancing tall? Not yet. <laughs> Put it on your necklace. Okay, yeah. so that begs the question, now that you're 40... And you're not doing a whole other list, but what about those of us that have missed 30 long ago um, and never got around <laughs> that to that list? Left the station. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the 30 train gone. Yeah. But is it ever too late to write a list? If, if like Jill and I here in our decrepit states wanted to to make this kind of list that you that you had, would you recommend it to people? Um, I'm not people? sure I would recommend <laughs> well, Just you, you take know, your you know walker, Lisa, it. put it off here to the side, and let's, let's make a list. <laughs> you know, the list is not a thing, really. The list is a cool story. Uh, it's a good, let's say, uh, maybe a structure or kind of a roadmap or something like that. But the real thing here is growth and change. So if you feel that you really need big change in your life or, or you really... Uh, can grow more. You feel that like your potential is way bigger than the way you live. So sometimes you need to do a big shift. And in order to do a big shift, sometimes creating a list can be like you know the beginning of that journey. So I feel it's 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 really like almost like let's say a kickstart thing, and it it also kind of keep like almost like a structure for that journey of growth because otherwise it could be too too open. You know, so at least make it a little bit more organized, let's say. So maybe a smaller list if you're older. <laughs> a, yeah, maybe a smaller list a or whatever. 
yeah. ten, 10 things in one year kind of thing. <laughs> Whatever works for you. I mean, we're, we're really talking about shifting into a mindset where you are pro-growth and pro-change. And, you know, where, where you don't say the thing that I find myself saying all the time, which is change is hard, change is hard. So, so how do you get there? Like, how do, I, how do I shift that? Well, change is hard. First of all, it's a belief, all right, that you hold. Uh, and so the first thing I would do is actually really look at that belief because it actually can uh, create an obstacle for the whole journey. So if you change the belief to, let's say, change is easy and find actually like... Uh, uh, proof for that, all right, from your own life or from other people's life, then maybe the journey will be easier. Now, I just want to say something about my 100 life goals journey. That was my journey. That really what worked for me. I, I, I really like big dreams, big goals. And for big goals, let's say for like Ironman triathlon or financial freedom or anything big that, that I wanted, you need to make a lot of change. So in order to make a lot of change, it requires a little bit more let's say structure or, or, or courage or there's more qualities to that. And that's why I feel like, you know, my journey was really for me because I like big dreams. For other people, they don't necessarily need to do Ironman triathlon or financial freedom and all those, this kind of stuff um, or write a book, let's say. So a little change may be like, you know, what they need. And so you don't need to go to that extent. I, th- I think for a lot of us, um, the change, the reason we don't change is fear. Um, and dealing with fear is, is, a, is a, a big deal. How did you get past your fear? Or did you have any fear of change um, or failure or all those things that, that prevent a lot of us from pursuing our life dreams? I really want to say that I'm, I'm a really regular person, all right? So, so I have, you have fear. fear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though I've done this crazy journey, um, I'm like any other person, you know, and actually, if you read my, my book, goal number 100 was really one of the hardest goals for me. Like uh, I composed an ele- electronic, so- electronic song and I thought, that, you know, it'd be really easy. I know, you know, I have really good structure. I know how to set goals and all of that, but I really struggled. So I feel that the fact that like, you know, I've done that journey doesn't mean that I'm not, I don't have fears or, or I'm not going to struggle with my future goals. So one thing about fear is, um, that I don't really believe in fearlessness. I believe in courage. So courage actually means that there is fear. Actually, I would say if there is not a little bit of, let's say, fear or a little bit of excitement, maybe your goal is not big enough. So I feel a lot of time we go for what's comfortable. And I really like to go where like there's a little bit of fear. There's a little bit of like, I'm not sure I'm going to do that. Because that's where I'm going to get a lot of growth. I can extract more wisdom out of big journeys. When I, when I did the Ironman triathlon, I extracted so much wisdom about my body, about, about sleep, about habits again. And so there were so many benefits that came out of that. And the same thing we can take into relationship. Let's say you compromise on a relationship. You may you know, feel good about it in the beginning, but then like later on, um, there will be, you know, maybe you'll feel like, you know, oh, you know, I'm compromising here. I'm not. Yeah, there, there will be like maybe a bit of doubt. That that's what actually happened to me. So now, uh, even in relationship right now, I really go where I feel my edge, like where I where I feel this is the relationship I want. This is where I, I mean we have one life. The, the way I look at it, so why not going for your big dreams? Why not? So if are you saying that if we're feeling some fear, 
maybe the dream just has to be bigger to 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 draw us more powerfully? No, not necessarily. I mean, a dream is a dream. Maybe you don't have any fear, and that's great. Uh, but a lot of time, we want to ask ourselves, do really like, I mean, is this, is, is this really what, what I want? Is this really what I feel that I'm capable of? Hmm. You know, and that is the big question, I feel. Like even financial freedom, you know, uh, it's a big goal. But I wanted to live freely. I wanted to live knowing that I can do whatever I want at any single time, that I can go anywhere. Um, there's a different quality to that than, let's say, the, an, another goal in the financial realm. So that's kind of the question that I feel like every person needs to ask themselves. Is this really what I want? What was your hardest a- achievement? Um, I would say Vipassana, like uh, Vipassana meditation. It's a 10-day meditation uh, that I did in India. Actually, I, I, I failed there. I quit after day number four. And I did it again in Israel. Uh, and I succeeded. But it was really, really hard. Like Just like basically doing nothing for 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> and after four and days, you couldn't do it anymore? Yeah, it's, it's actually really hard. You meditate from uh, 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning till 9, 10 p.m. Uh, you sit for long hours, like 10 hours, I would mm-hmm. say, a day. And you only eat twice, uh, twice a day. I mean, you can't look in people's eyes. Uh, there's a lot of kind of restrictions. Hmm. So... It was really hard for me. Did you make yourself go back at that goal just because you rigidly wanted to check that box? Or, no. Or do you were interested in it, even though, obviously, it was awful? <laughs> so, I, for me, like I, when, I, when I kind of, let's say, failed in Vipassana, for me, it was still success because I, I went after my dreams. So, for me, uh, failure is not necessarily succeeding, it's not necessarily linked to outcome. It's either I go for my dream or I don't go for my dream. That's basically my, my uh, definition of success. Because otherwise, if you're afraid of a certain outcome, you may not go for your big dreams. Hmm. So it's really what's not, a, yeah. what was on yeah. that list was to attempt all these things, to, to try as hard as you could for these things, not necessarily to achieve them all. Yes, exactly. So the outcome is nice, but at, at the end of the day, the, the process is everything. Like, think about it. Like, even again, like I take the Ironman triathlon again, you train a lot. If it was just one day of pleasure, then what do I do here? But if I enjoy the training for six months and I learn a lot out of it and I meet like, you know, new people and all of that, then, then, then I'm a winner. Then this 100 life goal journey is, is really worthwhile. I have to say, one of my favorite moments in your book was when you were talking about training for the triathlon, and you talked about how you really weren't a great biker. You were a really good runner, right? But but biking was your challenge, and you fell right off your bike when you tried to use toe clips, which <laughs> I have to say, that is exactly what happened to me the first time I used toe clips on a bike. Can I just say I really appreciate your admitting that you had some embarrassing moments along the way to completing a lot of these things? Even, even the salsa, like, I remember, like, so I did like 30 days of salsa. I trained with, with someone. And then I, and then I went to the, the nightclubs in, in Colombia. And I had to kind of invite like a, a local to dance with me. <laughs> and the amount of fear I had, I mean, because, you know, you have to lead a woman. And she's really looking forward for this dance. Why, do, why does she need to suffer or like maybe fall or whatever? And so <laughs> so it, it's, it's those little things that like you really want to overcome. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the best dancer. I'm a little bit stiff, let's say. Uh, I, can, I can dance now, I would say. But like back then, yeah, it was pretty bad. 
Uh, but again, the confidence comes from doing something uh, again and again. Like, so if you practice, and when I say practice, we don't have to practice just, let's say, salsa or, or triathlon. It's also like practice happiness. You know, if I practice like being happy more and, and or practice gratitude, the more, the more you practice in general, the better you get. That's, that's the way I look at it. So that's where like a list, a bucket list can really help because you practice. What's, hmm. what's the biggest way you've changed? Because it sounds like you, when you made this bucket list, you were, um, you were kind of the same guy. You were courageous and adventurous and imaginative. Um, so it sounds like you had a lot of these qualities just to embark on this adventure. But if you look back now, tall at 40, how is he different from tall at 30 because of this 100 achievements? Well, a lot, actually, because if you ask me at age 30, who, who, who am I? I would say, like, I am whoever I want to be because I proved myself to be anything that I wanted, really, in that sense. Uh, but now, if you ask me, I, I, know my, I know my essence. I know my qualities. And so I learned a lot about myself. The other thing that really changed is I really believe in the universe. Uh, and when I say believe in the universe, I mean, like, for me, it's a guiding universe. So I, 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 nowadays, I really listen. Before that, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, if, I, if I decide something, that's where I head and, and the world can like, you know, will align to me. But nowadays I listen, not only what my heart tells me, but also what the universe wants for me. And uh, also I learned that purpose really is not just doing, it's also being plus doing. So I focus first of, of being and let's say be happy and like, you know, feeling good. And just aligning to feeling good. And then again, everything is secondary to that. I know that when I feel good, uh, then, I, then I can get into flow. And when I'm in flow, I can really enjoy the process of whatever I do. So that has a, was a big shift from doing to being and then incorporate both of them. Is, is there anything you would have done differently if 40-year-old tall could talk to 30-year-old tall before setting off on this adventure? Would you have said, hey, by the way, don't do that? Well, I've been asked this question a lot. Um, you know, every step of failure led me to another thing. So I, I really, I wouldn't change anything. I feel that I can maybe give advices, you know, to other people, but I wouldn't necessarily, the way I look at it right now is this. If I give advice to someone, it means that maybe it's an advice that I give to myself. That's how I look at it. And if someone gives me an if you give me an advice right now, I would recommend to the other person to listen to that advice because maybe the person giving it to himself. So it's more, it, it has changed right now. I'm more kind of like, it's kind of inner listening um, rather than, you know what I mean? Even, even if I, you know, everything I, I share right now, another person can say, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I believe Tal, but, but maybe I'm going to try. And that's, that's the only thing I feel like, you know, a person can do is go and experiment with something, go and, and try something for himself and see if it works for him because everyone has a different journey, really. That's, that's the way I look at, see that. Experiment on yourself. All right, after the break, we'll talk more about that. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb. 
tuning out all the constant just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand the ones with the little umbrella refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. We're talking about being human guinea pigs, experimenting on ourselves. Yeah. I mean, why not, right? In times of change, why not? You have probably a little less to lose. That's that seems to me. Um, Tal, you uh, talked about that period of kind of compass dial spinning, not sure which direction to head in, and you kind of dunked yourself in nature in Cyprus, right? You took a, a, a kind of a hiking trip there. Have I got that right? Yes. And and tell us how that was clarifying for you. So at that point, I was really unhappy, actually. So a lot of time I feel we, you know, we, we have all the signs that we need to change, but we kind of delay the change because change can be uncomfortable. So um, basically, I delayed, delayed, delayed until a point, one point I was like, really unhappy and pretty Again, on the outside, everything looked, looked great. I, I, I was pretty successful in my job. I had a career. I had a you know, beautiful girlfriend. I had a nice apartment. I had a new car. Every, everything kind of looked good from the outside. But inside, I, feel, I felt that I, I kind of sold my soul. And my soul really wanted something else. It wanted an adventure. It wanted, I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted, but I knew that I need to, to, to make a change. So my intuition told me to go to Cyprus. It's sometimes that that's basically, uh, you know, if we really feel that we need to make a big change, 
we don't necessarily need to go right away for the big change. We can just go to nature or do a little trip, just creating space, basically, like uh, like going to a place where it's maybe a little bit different or quiet so we can actually listen. I feel that this is a very important skill to be able to listen to this inner voice that constantly tells us like where to go, where to head. But because we're so busy in our mind, we don't hear it. Hmm. Are there... I would think if I if I were making a list from your list, I would think that being in nature so you can kind of hear your inner voice would be one. But if there were five things that you could extract from your list of 100 that were specific to you, but five things that you would recommend to everybody, just broad categories, that if they wanted to get in touch with themselves, know themselves better, um, have the best optimal personal growth, what five things would you recommend to people? Well, I can give a little bit of strategies, really. I mean, first of all, I would, I would fir- you know, first ask the question, what do I really want? You know, a lot of time we don't, we don't ask that question. We're really just like on kind of autopilot. Live our life because, again, it's comfortable. That's what we know. Um, if you have this kind of, again, a, a little voice that tells you, that something else is waiting for you, then yeah, maybe kind of make a list or ask yourself, what do I want? Then like a lot of time uh, when we find that we want something that is really different from where we are, then we need to kind of investigate our, our beliefs about it. And I feel this is a step that not a lot of books actually talk about. Uh, a lot of books go into the habits and strategies and pushing through and doing and doing. And there's a lot of like inner work. And I feel you know, again, like let's say around money, like there's a lot of beliefs that kind of hold us back. So uh, I would write all the limiting beliefs I have. Then I would write like, you know, what would be some empowering beliefs? The other thing that, that I, I'll think about is like, what makes me alive? So like, for example, let's say I need to, let's say I really want to lose weight or be very fit, right? Let's say that's, that's one of the goals. So we don't necessarily need to go to the gym if we hate it. There's so many other things that we can do. Like, for example, like, I mean, we can go surfing or yoga or CrossFit or, or swimming or walking, biking. There's so many things we can do. Um, there's also little tactics we can take. We can, like, park our, our car, like, pretty far away. And, you know, so there's, it's, it's really important to kind of align with what really makes you alive or, or what's, what's aliveness for you and not really just go for the, uh, what, you know, society tells us to pursue. So that's, uh, that's maybe another strategy. Um, there's also, I would, I would recommend to think about like those triggers to shift reactions. So those signposts where you, where you know that like, that's what's going to distract you. So basically kind of look at your behavior, almost kind of see like where you are, like, you know, with, with the change. And I can give example, for example, uh, if I notice that I eat more when I'm tired or I need, let's say sugar stuff when I'm tired, so maybe I need to focus on tiredness or sleep better, you know? So those kind of things. I mean, there's a lot of things you can actually look into that. I feel there's, there's a lot of strategies, but if I had to kind of uh, prioritize the, the most important what mo- most important one would be beliefs. Hmm. So questioning the limiting beliefs, you called them, right? That you That you have about something and trying to replace them with beliefs that move you forward. Yeah, like even like what you said, change is hard. That's a, that's a belief. That's that a will... belief. Yes, it, is. <laughs> it is. I'm questioning it more and more as we do this podcast. <laughs> One thing that I do is, it's, first of all, it's really hard to kind of 
see all your limiting beliefs because a lot of a lot of things are running in the background very like unconscious kind of beliefs that we adopted as a child or or, or we're not aware of that or we, we actually we don't want to be aware of, of them because it means that we, we're going to change yeah so one thing that I do is I reverse engineering so I look at like uh, every time I have this let's say a strong emotion or a negative emotion I know that there's a belief behind it so I'll just give an example. Let's say I'm, I wake up this morning, I look at the sky, and I'm pretty unhappy because it's gray. So I have a belief. I can reverse engineering. The belief is um, I, if, if, if uh, the sky is blue, then it's good. If, if skies are gray, then it's not good. So then I have a real chance to change my belief. So that, that way you kind of like uh, change belief along the way and not try to just figure the, them out with your logical mind because the logical mind is limited. So basically really looking, like really kind of analyze your emotion or not necessarily analyze, but look at them and kind of reverse engineering. Hmm. So you have had these 100 small goals that you achieved over 10, not some not so small, some big goals that you achieved over 10 years. Now, let's knock on wood, say you, you're 40 now, you live another 60 years, make it to 100. Is there one life goal? Is there, What's the driving purpose behind there? Because it can't just be a series of checklists for the rest of your life, you know? What What's the big goal for Tal's life? Tal's life, wow. Uh, first of all, I mean, I really focus in the, on the present moment. So the, for me, the truth is in the present moment, which means that even if I set something for life right now, I'm flexible with it uh, in terms of changing it, right? Yeah. But like the way I look at it, the direction right now is is service. So if I look at my life, let's say uh, from 30 to 40, there was a lot of focus on personal success. So even this list and this book, it's a lot of stuff that I've done alone, really. You know, so uh, which which is actually okay and or great, I would even say, but. My where I'm heading is more of actually sharing myself or, or be of service to society or, or as a whole. And and I feel like, you know, it's it's a good thing that it happened that way or, or in that uh, order, let's say, because nowadays I feel that I can be more of service. Let's say when, if I started like, you know, earlier, I know more of who I am. I have more skills, uh, more resources, more networking. And I feel I can really jump into kind of, let's say, next level in mm. terms of my my evolution. I'm sure that's true. Absolutely. So, um, you know, before you came on, we were having a funny conversation. We were talking because we just assumed, although you put it differently, that you are a naturally fearless person. That that's just... And, and what I think you you've told us is that, in fact... You have strategies to deal with fear, and you use fear to your advantage, um, and that maybe fearlessness is just a myth. But we were talking about whether or not we consider ourselves fearless, and trying to answer that question for one another without revealing it. It was kind of an interesting exercise, and I was saying that I feel like Lisa absolutely seems like a fearless person, I mean, when I just hear about some of the adventure travel that you've done, it makes my hair stand on end. I recall galloping through a very narrow canyon on a horse <laughs> somewhere yeah. um, and crazy skiing and stuff like that. Um, and there's, I mean, there are a lot of stuff. There's just so many things professionally that you've tried and done. Um, 
but that you probably would say that you're you have more fear than it would look than it would appear on the outside uh yeah i would i would i would agree with that but, you're but battling it more than it's anyone not external would fear i don't know if you it's more self-doubt than fear and di- i yeah it's not fear the fear is a different thing it's it's self-doubt did i don't know if it's different because you're young and athletic and a guy how much were you questioning yourself when a you, lot a lot yeah <laughs> yeah yeah still i still question myself but you know here's my my little system is this like i again every year i kind of change the area of focus and i set like a big goal for the year so let's say last year was you know publishing the book um I try to kind of focus on one big goal, and I know there's going to be a lot of fears around that. Like, for example, publishing a book, I don't know if you publish a book, but you you kind of put yourself out there for people to criticize you or give you one star or whatever, you know? And I feel that in that sense, like, you know, it's worthwhile for me to kind of really immerse myself and say, this goal, I'm going all the way. So even if there's going to be distractions or I'm going to doubt myself or there's going to be like second guessing, I'm still going to focus on that. And I still allow myself, like with all the other stuff in my life, to be really flexible and let doubt, because doubt can also be uh, something that comes from the kind of an inner voice. You right. know? So we really want to listen to doubt. It's not a, no, no emotion is, is negative or positive, really. I mean, it's all kind of little messages that we can listen and then like try to understand what's behind that. Yeah. Exactly mm-hmm. what I share about the emotions in terms of understanding the beliefs. And also, we don't have to change beliefs. You know, we don't have to change them. But it's good to have the option or knowing that it's in, in our control, really, to, to look at them. So, Joe, what I'm, what I'm hearing from you, Tal, and what I'm sensing is that it's more, the fear comes from being outcomes driven. What you've seemed to say over and over, Tal, is that the attachment isn't to the outcome of success or failure. It's the engagement in the, the process, process. Yeah. and when you love the process the fear disappears because you're in flow and and that's what drives you not yeah. whether or not it's a success yeah and then you let go of that fear of failure that's, that's where the tightness comes from yeah i think so am i yeah. am i misinterpreting that exactly you have, okay. i mean because otherwise you won't set big goals because yeah. if you're afraid of the not achieving the outcome then, you know, let's say again, like the best, I had like this goal of like Amazon bestseller. If I'm afraid to not achieve that and what other people are going to think about me, if I'm not achieving that, I, w- I won't set that. So I feel it's really like about kind of removing that attachment. You know, there's one other thing I want to I wanna point out because in your book, you talk about engaging lots of teachers. It's not like you threw on your Superman cape and, a, you know, attacked <laughs> every, every one of these goals by yourself. Um, and I think that's such an important important thing to point out that if you're afraid or not, you're going to need help. And and maybe that's the first fear to get over is, is asking for it, right? Oh, yeah. Asking for help can be really hard. I mean, again, with the book, for example, I asked for a lot of help, and but I wasn't that afraid anymore uh, in terms of getting rejected. Because again, the year of socializing... When I socialized and partied, I got rejected a lot. Uh, my, English, my, my English back then wasn't that good, and I was sometimes mumbling, and I was, you know, I just migrated to Australia. I didn't really have a social circle, so I got rejected a lot. But um, it, it's not a big deal, you know, to get, in, get, get rejected. But for me, what, what's really a big deal, it's not going for my dreams. I know if I don't go for my dreams, 
I, I may even die, really. <sighs> I was bitten by a snake, actually, half a year ago. That's a whole different story, yeah? Okay, wait. Tell us that story. What happened? Yeah, yeah. I almost, I almost died, actually. I was, um, um, it was in nature, and I was kind of far away from the road. And when I got to the road, I started to kind of choke. I couldn't breathe. I started to choke. And, and then at some point, uh, I, I, I felt darkness coming, and I was sure I'm going to die. Mm. Um, I couldn't breathe and it was really, really painful. So I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you can't breathe, but it's, it's the most painful thing, thing I've ever felt, like not being able to breathe uh, or fighting for air. And so one thought that I had in my mind was maybe it's time, maybe it's time to let go because, you know, I've done these hundred life goals and I've inspired people and I mm. felt pretty full life. And so kind of, it almost makes sense, you know, all right, maybe that's, that's what I said for myself, you know, like I said, what if I have 10 years to live? And uh, the other thought that came to me, which was a little bit more subtle, was kind of, it came from, from nowhere. It says, you can't die because you only gave 10%. And I just want you to imagine this situation. I'm kind of, can't breathe, choking in the hospital, about to die, really, you know, with a bunch of uh, uh, doctors and nurses around me. And there's like kind of a conversation like uh, between two different thoughts. One thought is like, just let go. And the other one is like, you can't die because you only gave 10%. And I remember saying to the, to the voice, like, what do you mean 10%? I gave way more than 10%. Yeah, like, I would I have said that to the voice too. <laughs> yeah, I gave, I gave 100%. That's, yeah. You know, uh, I, but then like, you know, I realized that the 10%, it, it wasn't like in terms of energy, or going after my dreams, it was more in the, in the era of giving. Hmm. So I, again, I, I was really focused on my own success. So a lot of my personal success, I would actually, I, I took a lot. But in terms of giving, even like sharing my story, all right, or sharing myself or being present or, or being who I am, let's say, um, I wasn't like necessarily 100%. And so now I know that like my whole journey is to give more and be of service. Like even... Uh, whatever business project that I have, I, I'm less concerned about the money that's going to come out of it. For me, it's secondary. I'm more focused, is it really going to help other people? Is this really, uh, am I really of service right now? That's my, my highest, my highest uh, goal, really. And it kind of guides me. And I know that that voice came from, from it, it meant that. So now my whole focus has to shift. If I, if I kind of made like another list of personal goals or personal successes, whatever, I, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be my, it wouldn't be the right journey. So that's goal 101 right there <laughs> and, I, and full stop. <laughs> More of a direction, let's say. Yeah. Uh, I mean, goal, it really is a direction. And then again, the process is what's important. I feel nowadays, really, that's, that's uh, maybe again, a little bit more spiritual, but if I'm not going for my dreams, I may get sick. I may get, you know, my, my, there's a lot of in line, uh, you know, the, online, that's sorry, uh, that again, like this is just kind of my own story, so I don't want to kind of throw beliefs to other people. But I feel that I really, really want to listen and go after what I what I want. And sometimes there, there may be consequences if I don't. So it's not just for fun. Hmm. It's also like you know there may be some consequences. You feel like this is critical to your survival as a human being. Yeah, to, to I'll give you an this. example. Uh, in my marriage, I got I. I got really sick. Like I got uh, tinnitus. It's ear ringing. Mm. Um, just because I did, I knew that like you know uh, that wasn't the right 
right direction. We had different kind of ideas where to live and, and so forth. But I kind of really compromised. And I gave up on my list. I gave up on my, on my dreams. I, and, and because of it, I got sick. And at some point when I got sick, I wasn't good, not for my partner, not for me, not for anyone. So nowadays I know that the first, first thing that I want to take care of is like feeling good and being in alignment and feeling flow in my body, really being in my body. Even right now when I speak with you, I notice my body. I don't want to just like bombard you with, with my thoughts or head. I, I want to feel, I want to speak from inside, not just like from my head. So that's basically the way I look at that, like really connect to yourself and then go after what you want. Hmm. I've heard people say the body doesn't lie. Very true. Tal, thank you so much for joining us today. Tal, thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Everybody, if you want to follow and connect with Tal Gore, you can find him on Twitter at Tal underscore Gore and Instagram, talgore.me. His blog is fullylived.com. And again, he is the author of The Art of Fully Living. If you guys want to share your stories, share your lists, share your adventures, share your dreams, reach out to us at U-Turns Podcast. See you next time. endless diets and weight loss struggles it's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results introducing smart metabolic burn from brain md your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat imagine burning fat balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks this unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula berberine which targets abdominal fat and oea which curbs your appetite with just two capsules a day Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.